The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm here, Pastor Blehan Jr. Thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME, Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KCY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 6 5 to 6 p.m. on station KZGO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV, Channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado. And from 7 to 8 a.m on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church located at 1043 Middle Street is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon, a landmark in Cali for over 90 years and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August 4, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continues the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins. That is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent in homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. The Lord's suffering and sadness as he walked down the road to Calvary was the path he chose because of his love for you and for me. 
viewers knowing that he would become the sacrificial lamb for the whole world and pay the ultimate price. Listen to the words of this song as our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn sings his heartwarming song entitled On a Friday Noon. Accompanying our choir will be Tiare Summers on the piano and Pahaku Carter on the organ.
For many years now and many generations past, people have been reminding us that Jesus is coming. John the Baptist spoke of one who is greater than him will be coming soon to save his people from their sins. Now over 2,000 years later, the Apostolic Faith Church is preaching that self-same gospel, which is Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost and with fire, and Jesus is coming soon. As sure as Jesus came during the time of John the Baptist, he will return once again in hopes that all mankind will be prepared to receive him. The talents of our church band under my direction will play this triumphant anthem entitled, The King is Coming. <laughs>
Blessed this morning is the voice of our soloist, Makana Asano, as he offers praise and thanksgiving for the things the Lord has done, is doing, and will continue to do in his life. In this awesome selection entitled, I Choose Jesus. Accompanying Makana will be Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Associate Pastor Trustee Evans Broke Sr. Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Iris Lock on the drums, and yours truly on the piano. in life is just a series of decisions we make choices we live and learn and now I'm standing at a crossroad and I must choose which way all the world can offer all its power its wealth and fame and on the other is just a man with nail scars in his hand for there is mercy in his heart and there is power in his name I choose Jesus I choose a solitary doubt I choose Jesus not for miracles but for love and me not just for Bethlehem but for Calvary not for a day but for eternity I choose I've sailed the sea of reason. I was captain of my soul. For there was no need for a savior. For I could live life. Words of healing for broken lives. When we nailed him to the tree, his love included me, and now he's calling me to follow and to leave the past behind. I choose Jesus. I choose Jesus without. Doubt. I choose Jesus, not for miracles, but for love and me, not just for Bethlehem, but for Calvary, not for a day, but for eternity, I choose Jesus.
In our daily walk with Jesus, we should take the time to learn through his words and his teachings and exercise our faith in prayers and supplication. He becomes more and more real to us in our lives every day. We want to shout the name of Jesus for all to hear and to know that he is coming back soon and sooner than many think. Our church choir, once again, will sing for us this joyous song entitled, 10,000 Hosannas. In John 1.1, it reads, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Salvation, TV viewers, is and always will be an individual matter between you and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Your family can't save you. Your friends can't save you. And not even your pastor can guarantee your salvation. We are blessed this morning with the talents of our band combo to play for us this heartwarming song entitled Wonderful Words of Life. Living by God's words is the best defense we have against the world today, viewers. So much turmoil and upheaval surround us in our daily lives that making the right choices or decisions can be very difficult. 
when Jesus returns with his army and marches into Jerusalem, he went through the eastern gate. Will you be waiting for him on the other side? Listen to this jubilee sing this uplifting song entitled, The Eastern Gate. It gives me great pleasure to dedicate this wonderful song to a faithful saint of the Lord, Mrs. Marvelly Gormley. Her labor of love of Jesus can be seen in the smiles of her many students, both past and present, of her Sunday school classes, and who remembers how very compassionate and fun she made learning about Jesus. Your love for the Lord will not go unrewarded. Marvie, may you continue, may continue to pour out bountiful blessings upon you, pressed down and overflowing in this life and that to come. Have a wonderful Sunday. Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if, if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, 
that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KXT-TV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8 and Comcast channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV channel 28 in Eureka, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KOTR-TV channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 301 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming, from 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado, from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castaneda Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloy in Hill, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Bill? Thank you, Melvin. Indeed, TV viewers, it is very important to keep in touch with the Lord as much as possible. In spite of the fact that many of us love the Lord and pursue righteousness, we still fall short of the glory of God. I hope and pray that you're joining us each Sunday in our weekly Kingdom of God Crusade telecast is a means which helps to strengthen your vows with God or creates within you the desire to make yourself right with Him. Perhaps one day soon, you will become an instrument of the Lord and testify of His goodness and mercy to others. And now, do join me in the reading of God's Word and today's sermon, Jesus Christ's Triumphal Entry into Jerusalem. What the Bible considers as the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ became a new beginning for the gospel of the kingdom of God. It was the first day of the week, and by the end of that same week, Jesus Christ would be betrayed, arrested, ridiculed, falsely accused, judged, unlawfully condemned, then crucified and his lifeless body entombed. It appeared to the majority that the ministry of Jesus Christ 
was about to come to an abrupt end, as did so many other self-proclaimed messiahs before him. But in reality, the gospel of Jesus Christ was on the verge of a new beginning. And Jesus Christ was ready to offer his gospel, the kingdom of God, to every believer willing to accept this spiritual and life-changing experience. The gospel preached by Jesus Christ was about to be taken to a higher level of spiritual importance and glory. The miracles performed by Jesus Christ up to that point in his ministry had served their purpose. And in this final phase of his ministry, Jesus Christ executed his power over death, hell, and the grave to live forevermore in heaven above. Zechariah's prophecy describes Jesus Christ's triumphal entry in Zechariah 9.9 that reads, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a coat, the foal of an ass. This prophetic announcement of Jesus Christ as Israel's king was addressed 487 years prior to his final approach into Jerusalem through the power of God's Holy Spirit. Zechariah revealed the full sovereignty of Jesus Christ and placed him at the latter end of his ministry. The city of Jerusalem was stirred up with the feast of the Passover, the feast of the unleavened bread, and the feast of Pentecost that were ongoing. Merchants were carefully located on the porches of the temple, selling their items for the celebration of these feasts. People were buying and selling these items, not realizing that Jesus Christ is our ultimate sacrifice for sin and the Lamb of God who would be offered for the sins of all mankind. Jesus Christ fulfilled the prophecies of every feast ever celebrated. On the other hand, the Jews were there to celebrate these feasts as a manner of keeping their faith in God perfect. On this particular day, when Jesus Christ entered into Jerusalem, everything would drastically change. Jesus Christ would challenge their allegiance to the letter of the law and their opposition to accept him as the Son of God. The crowds that greeted him on the outskirts of Jerusalem shouted, Hosanna, meaning save now to the son of David. The multitudes greeted Jesus Christ by laying down their garments in his path and cutting palm branches to wave as he entered Jerusalem. John 12, 12 13 describes the moment on the next day, much people that were come to the feast when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. However, Jesus Christ was not deceived by their transitory cries of joy unto him. He knew that in a matter of days, their cries of Hosanna would turn to relentless shouts saying, crucify him. Not everyone was happy with the triumphal entry and presence of Jesus Christ in Jerusalem. In fact, the Pharisees in their jealous anger 
conspired to have Jesus Christ arrested and imprisoned. John 11, 47 to 53 describes the situation. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, what do we do? For this man doeth many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him. And the Romans shall come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, saith unto them, Ye know nothing at all. Nor consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not. And this spake he not of himself, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus should die for that nation, and not for that nation only, but that also he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Then from that day forth they took counsel together for to put him to death. Zacharias spoke of the end times and referred to Jesus Christ as setting his foot upon the Mount of Olives to rule and reign. Thus, when Jesus Christ ascended into heaven, two angelic witnesses addressed the disciples in Acts 1, verse 11. Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. In other words, Jesus Christ ascended into heaven from the Mount of Olives, and in his appointed time, he will return to the Mount of Olives to establish his kingdom forevermore. Returning with him will be the bride of Christ, consisting of 144,000 believers, raptured from the earth just prior to the tribulation period. Once the bride of Christ is raptured and caught up to meet Jesus Christ, the tribulation period will begin. That is why today, Jesus Christ is knocking on the door of your heart and asking to you to let him in. Won't you open your heart unto Jesus Christ and let him come in to abide with you? Nicodemus came to see Jesus Christ in the same manner in John, the third chapter, one to four. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In these troubling and perilous times, we live in the salvation of the soul of every man, woman, and child must be their highest priority. Nicodemus recognized Jesus Christ as a teacher come from God. Likewise, Jesus Christ is speaking to everyone in John 3, 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Our simple act of faith in obeying the commandment of Jesus Christ is to be born again, fulfills and proves our good conscience toward God. Thereby, Jesus Christ will walk with us as we begin the journey to the kingdom of God and eternal life in heaven above. Colossians 1, 13 to 15 relates, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even 
the forgiveness of sins. Who is the image of the invisible God? The firstborn of every creature. Peter, a Galilean fisherman, was transformed by Jesus Christ into becoming a fisher of men, having been recently filled with God's Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, he preached such a powerful sermon in Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The name of Jesus Christ is God's key to receive the salvation of our soul. Jesus Christ himself is then pronounced as both Lord and Christ. The term Lord describes authority as being of God and therefore being God himself in the flesh. The term Christ describes Jesus Christ as the Messiah and the anointed of God. Therefore, Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, and every knee should bow before him. Therefore, water baptism must be accomplished by immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ. And to be born of the Spirit is to be filled with God's Holy Spirit, speaking in an unknown tongue as God's evidence that we are filled with His Holy Spirit within our heart. Final confirmation for our salvation is addressed in Acts 4.12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Further confirmation is found in 1 John 5, 3 that reads, For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. First of all, this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Secondly, we must look to Jesus Christ as our Savior, Master, and Lord. And thirdly, we must believe in Jesus Christ with our whole heart, mind, and soul. And we will gain the understanding through the leading of God's Holy Spirit. These famous biblical figures, Zacchaeus, Nicodemus, the Philippian jailer, the eunuch from Ethiopia, and many others were offended by the gospel of Jesus Christ because it was contrary to mainstream Christianity. However, they soon learned that the gospel of Jesus Christ was being confirmed with signs following, and then they believed to the salvation of their souls. Mark 16, 14 to 19 relates, afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 
God's word is very persuasive to the believer. However, many even at this very moment will not believe and therefore chose to remain unlearned and unstable because they have rejected Jesus Christ and his word of spirit and of truth. The best thing to do is to believe and accept the Lord Jesus Christ today, putting the right spirit within you and thereby making yourself right with him. Jesus Christ exclaimed, I come not to send peace, but a sword. We therefore obtain the precious salvation of our souls by obeying God's commandments. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 teaches us, for by grace are we saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It is in the heart of God that none perish, but that all men should come to repentance, accepting Jesus Christ, being baptized by immersion in water in his name, and being filled with his Holy Spirit brings us into his spiritual family. Acts, the second chapter, first of the four verses, describes the spiritual side of our salvation, detailing the speaking in tongues. It reads, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord and in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. On the day of Pentecost, Jesus Christ made himself real to the 120 believers in the upper chamber in Jerusalem by filling them all with his Holy Spirit to fill the presence of God within. Today, we too continue to be speaking in tongues just like they did then in Jerusalem. Colossians 1.27 describes the deeper things of God's Holy Spirit this way. To whom God will make known what is the richest of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. What a blessed experience to speak in tongues to confirm that Jesus Christ himself resides within us through the power of his Holy Spirit. Being born again of water and of the Spirit is essential to the salvation of our souls. And today is your day of salvation if you will only hear the voice of Jesus Christ and accept him today as your Savior, Master, and Lord. Psalms 118:26 provides this exhortation. The stone which the builders refuse is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. Upon the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem, the multitudes gave him praise and honor, and the momentum caused many to ask the question, Who is this? They answered, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth, of Galilee. And it is sad to realize that the palm wavers eventually became members of the opposition, 
They praised him at the beginning of the week. And at the end of that same week, they crucified him. The question is why? Jeremiah the prophet gives us his revelation. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Perhaps, first of all, they only saw the miracles and healing and feeding of the multitudes and did not listen intently to the gospel message. Secondly, they only regarded Jesus Christ as a prophet by acknowledging him as God himself in the flesh. And thirdly, they only remembered him as being from Nazareth and of Galilee, vice God himself from the heaven of heavens. They had an erroneous perception of Jesus Christ and were unable to withstand the wiles of the devil. Pharisees, priests, and elders were able to persuade the multitudes accusing Jesus Christ of being a traitor against Jewish tradition, an activist against the Roman government, and a blasphemer against the laws of Moses. The Jews were given several opportunities to reconcile their false accusations against Jesus Christ and come to him in full repentance. However, they failed to accept Jesus Christ as their King of Kings and Lord of Lords, eventually being turned into unbelief, replying in response to Pilate saying, we have no king but Caesar. Today, the scriptures continue to provide special significance to the believer with Zechariah's prophecy of his triumphal entry, being documented in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's scriptural writings. Both Old and New Testament scriptures confess that Jesus Christ came in a humble fashion, entering Jerusalem, riding upon the coat of an ass that no man had ridden previously. This revelation characterizes the patience and long-suffering of Jesus Christ during this dispensation of grace. In both Old and New Testament scriptures, Jesus Christ is acknowledged as king. Zechariah also noted that Jesus Christ would be of a just and righteous character. The Old Testament announced the arrival of the Savior. And the New Testament confirms the angel of the Lord, saying to Joseph and Mary, And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Zechariah announced the Savior's coming, saying the daughters of Zion and Jerusalem should rejoice and shout. And the New Testament describes how the multitudes greeted him with shouts of Hosanna. Zechariah described him, saying, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation. And in the New Testament, Jesus Christ preached redemption so mankind could be saved from the consequences of sin, saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 clearly relates, For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation 3, 10 to 11 further states, Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which will come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. We must be ready to make our triumphal entry into the new Jerusalem with Jesus Christ when he calls us out. Come up hither. 
Come up hither. Come up hither. On that resurrection morning, if you would like to know more about God's word and review the telecast presentation in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of his hands. The church band will close the program with a lively, lively version of the song entitled, Glory to His Name.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.